Welcome to the Lady Preacher Podcast, a podcast for the progressive Christian, where we talk about an all-loving God, an embodied Christ, and an ever-moving spirit. Dive right in as we wrestle with what it means to live out our faith in the world. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for being here today. I'm glad that you're here. I want to just start off with prayer. So if you would please pray with me. Gracious and holy God, we ask that you be present with us today. May we feel your spirit here with us and among us, within us. Open our hearts, open our minds, and fill our cup today and fill our well today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Today we're going to get a little controversial. I am often asked why I do not use male pronouns when I talk about God, why I do not say he and him, or when I do, it's as little as possible. I've also often been asked why at the end of a service, when I do the benediction, I will say, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Mother of us all, or why I might say Father, Mother, Son, Holy Spirit. And it's often just out of curiosity. It's very rarely a critique, but people are curious. Why why do I include mother or why do I change pronouns when I read scripture from him to simply say God? And I want to be clear from the get-go here that I'm not here to argue that God is either male or female. I'm here to talk about how we understand God and how we can expand our understanding of who God is by looking particularly at language and at our pronouns and how we really understand who God is. And I want to begin by stating my own social location. And when we talk about social location, that's about how we grew up, what kind of culture we find ourselves in, who we are, how we were raised. And so I want to start by saying that I was raised in a church that didn't use male pronouns for God or did so very little. I was raised saying the Lord's Prayer, starting with our God or our creator, as opposed to our father. So I was never taught that God was male or that God was female. I was always taught that God was a little more expansive than that. And so I I just want to state that from the very beginning, that this was the environment within church that I was raised in. And maybe you grew up differently. Maybe you grew up saying the Lord's Prayer as our Father who art in heaven. Maybe you even referred to it as the Our Father. And so I invite you today to receive this with an open heart, to not see this as me challenging your beliefs, but inviting you into a different understanding. I'm not here to tell you that using male pronouns is wrong. I'm just inviting you to think of things in a different way and in a different light. And so some of what we talk about in today's episode may be challenging for you. It might be different. It might be new and it might be freeing, but whatever it is for you, I invite you to sit with it. If it gets a little uncomfortable, sit with that. I know that I'm not here to tell you that you're wrong. I'm not here to tell you that you're wrong. 
I also want to start by talking about how we understand scripture, because this is often where we get caught up and often where dialogue dies. So for a lot of people, they believe that scripture is the inerrant word of God, meaning that the entire Bible was written by God and has zero error within it. And so when you believe that, it gets hard to open up scripture to understanding various passages in different ways. And in my tradition, we use the phrase that we take the Bible seriously, not literally. And so for me, I have this incredibly deep respect for scripture. And I hope that comes across here that I believe that The words on the pages of the Bible reveal God to us. They reveal who God is. And I believe that they are more than just words on a page. That the Bible is a written description of people's experience of God, of who God is. They reveal God to us. And I believe that God is still speaking to us through these words. That even if they were written by human hands, they reveal God. And so I I want to invite us to listen for that today, to listen for how God might be speaking to us. I invite you to listen for a moment to the gospel of Luke. This is chapter 15, verses 1 through 10. Now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around to hear Jesus. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. Then Jesus told them this parable. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my sheep. I tell you that in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. Or suppose a woman has 10 silver coins and loses one. Doesn't she light a lamp, sweep the house and search carefully until she finds it? And when she finds it, she calls her friends and neighbors together and says, rejoice with me. I have found my lost coin. In the same way, I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. There ends the reading. These two parables are followed by perhaps one of the most well-known parables, which is that of the prodigal son. And if you aren't familiar with the story or maybe just need a refresher, it's a story of a boy who asks his father for his entire inheritance. And then he goes off and he spends it all frivolously and then finds himself in deep poverty and thinks to himself, even my father's hired hands have food and I do not. And so he decides he's going to go back to his father and say, I have sinned against you and against God. Please forgive me. And so he does. He goes back home and his father receives him with open arms and throws a celebration. And so when Jesus tells these three parables, he's giving us three windows into who God is and how God celebrates us. 
especially when we have lost and then are found. And these three images for God are of a shepherd, a woman, and a father. A shepherd, a woman, and a father. These are the images that Jesus offers in these parables about who God is and how God receives us into God's kingdom. And then if we look at the book of Proverbs in chapter three, this is the story of wisdom and who wisdom is. I invite you to listen to Proverbs chapter three, verses 13 through 18. Blessed are those who find wisdom, those who gain understanding, for she is more profitable than silver and yields better returns than gold. She is more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with her. Long life is in her right hand. In her left hand are riches and honor. Her ways are pleasant ways and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to those who take hold of her. Those who hold fast to her will be blessed. In Proverbs, it refers to wisdom with female language, with these feminine pronouns. All throughout the scriptures, we hear male pronouns for God. And yet here in the book of Proverbs, we hear wisdom referred to with female pronouns. And I want to read you just one more verse. And this is from Proverbs chapter eight. It says, the Lord brought me forth as the first of the Lord's works. This is in reference to wisdom. I was there when the Lord set the heavens in place. That's from Proverbs eight. And some Jewish scholars believe that wisdom and the Holy Spirit are one in the same. And even Christian theologians have said this for centuries. That wisdom is the Holy Spirit. And in Greek, the word wisdom is Sophia. Perhaps you've heard the phrase Hagia Sophia, holy wisdom. This is the wisdom of God. Even the Apostle Paul refers to wisdom as the wisdom of God and the Holy Spirit. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, he writes, for God has revealed these things to us by God's spirit. The spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who knows a person's thought except that person's own spirit within. And so if the Holy Spirit has this feminine language, then this feminine spirit is also within God. This God that has been referred to as father has this femininity within God, this Holy Spirit, this wisdom. And so how do we reconcile this? How do we reconcile all the male pronouns used for God throughout scripture? And then these feminine words and pronouns used for the Holy Spirit. How do we reconcile these two things? How do we put this all together? And not only this, but there are several, several, there are countless references to God and metaphors for God throughout scriptures of God with feminine features or God as mother, referencing God as a hen who gathers in her chicks. There are these metaphors of God as mother. And so how do we reconcile all of this? Is God male? Is God female? How do we tell? 
And the answer I have found is that we don't really, we don't really reconcile it because it's not either or. It's not this or that. It's not male or female for God. And I would say it's not even both and. God is not both male and female. And so my question for you is, can it be neither? Or can it be all? Can it be male and female and everything in between? Or can God and God's majesty and mystery go beyond our understanding? especially our understanding of gender. Can we understand God as something that is beyond our comprehension, especially our comprehension of gender? Can God be beyond what we understand as male and female? I want to take a look at the very beginning. I want to take a look at Genesis chapter one, verses 26 through 27. This is from the first creation story. It says, then God said, let us make human beings in our image, in our likeness. So God created human beings in God's own image. In the image of God, God created them. Male and female, God created them. We can hear in this scripture in this creation story that both male and female are created in the Imago Dei, in the image of God. And so if we listen to this scripture, then there must be both within God's image. There must be both femininity and masculinity and everything in between within the image of God. And I say everything in between very specifically because In the creation stories, it says God made day and night and light and dark. And we don't just believe that God made only daytime and only nighttime, but God made sunsets and sunrises and all those things in between, all the things in between light and dark, the whole spectrum of everything God created. And so with humanity, we can see that God created male and female and everything in between. And so God holds all of that, all of that goodness of creation within God's image. And so it's not about either or. It's about creating a far more expansive understanding of God. In an article written by a Catholic scholar, it is written, quote, God's creation of humans, male and female, in God's own image signifies that God is the fullness of masculinity and femininity. God transcends gender binaries and constructions. End quote. Understanding God as mother and father, as everything in between masculinity and femininity, understanding this and Hearing the biblical imagery of God as feminine, hearing that motherly imagery of God, like the hen gathering in her chicks, this opens up and illuminates parts of God's character that we wouldn't otherwise see. If we only refer to God as father, what are we missing out from with God as mother or God as everything in between the feminine and the masculine? This allows us to expand 
our understanding and experience the fullness of God. And who wouldn't want that? Who wouldn't want to experience that beautiful fullness of God, our creator? And so when it comes to language, can we open it up to reflect that fullness? Can we open it up to reflect who God is in the mystery and majesty beyond what we could ever understand? If we only refer to God as Father, we are missing that beautiful full spectrum of who God is. And if we only refer to God as male, we are perpetuating the patriarchal myth that men are made more fully in the image of God than women. That men are somehow closer to God or have more authority because we refer to God as male. And so I want to invite you to allow a more full and expansive language into your vocabulary as we talk about God. And I'm not telling you to refer to God with female pronouns, especially if that makes you uncomfortable. I'm just saying, can we move beyond just using father? Because I think the more expansive our language for God, the more freeing it is for us and for the world. I know I personally try not to place God in a box as much as possible. And I try to do my part to pry open the tight grip that this patriarchal world has placed on God. And so I want to ask you, can we call God creator? Can we call God healer, holy, redeemer, the potter? the almighty, the sustainer? Can we call God spirit or chain breaker? Can we call God the light or hope, wonderful counselor, word of life? Can we call God truth, wisdom, beloved, the alpha and the omega? Can we call God our guide, our eyes when we cannot see, our hearts, our keeper, the source of all that is and the great I am. Because the one time in scripture, when someone asks God what God's name is, God says, I am. I am that I am. And so even that word God is a symbol for something greater. It is a symbol for God, the great I am. And so I invite you into this fullness because God is so much more than male and female. God is so much more than the language and the words that we have for God. And when we can see that, when we can open the eyes of our hearts to that fullness of God, then we can see so much more of God in the world. Amen. My friend, thank you so much for joining us today. I am so grateful for you. Without you, this ministry would not be possible. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. The Lady Preacher podcast is part of a nonprofit called Dancing Pastor Ministries. And you can find us online at dancingpastor.org or join the community by finding us on Facebook at Dancing Pastor Ministries. 
If you would like to be a part of supporting this podcast, there are many ways you can do that without giving monetarily. You can share our posts on social media, send an episode to a friend, or just leave a review. If you would like to support us financially, you can do so at dancingpastor.org slash give. My friend, you are a gift. Thank you for being here and God bless.